Hello Saints, so Brian here. I wanted to do a part two to the last podcast regarding, you know, appetite and self-control. And, you know, as I kind of go through this, I, you know, I, you know, kind of, you know, reminded more of, um, of a scripture in uh, Philippians chapter four, uh, where uh, the apostle Paul, he's, um, he's talking about that, um, you know, he can be, um, you know, have humble means or he can, or he's also, you know, can be, uh, can live in prosperity uh, either way. So he, um, and I'll kind of, let me go ahead and kind of read this. So uh, Philippians chapter four, we'll start at verse 10 here. Um, and then it said, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Uh, so, you know, this, uh, this right here, you know, uh, that's something that kind of just, you know, was kind of dawning on me going through this. And I think the importance of, you know, fasting and praying, uh, being in the Word, all those things. Um, but then, you know, this is, uh, I realized more and more how important the, you know, diet and self-control, you know, just controlling your appetite, not letting things, you know, get out of hand in terms of that. And, you know, and I think, you know, being uh, in a prosperous country like America has been for so long, you know, it, uh, it has its, in a way, it has its drawbacks, spiritually speaking. It does have its drawbacks uh, in that, you know, we're kind of in a country where, you know, like I said, you know, it's prosperity's uh, pretty, um, fairly simple in a way, you know, and, um, you know, because of that, you know, there's, it's, it's easy to satisfy the flesh, you know, the wants of the flesh, uh, the lust of the flesh, it's easy to satisfy it, uh, no matter what it is, uh, so it could be, you know, if it's greed and money-wise, if it's, you know, uh, trying to, trying to if, you know, if God is your belly, you know, then uh, fulfilling your your belly uh, and stuff. So we we know that that it says in there that you know their God is their belly in Scripture as well. So the we have to be very very careful that you know we're not using uh, that um, you know using food as a as 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 a god. We're not propping that up as a, as a false god uh, for us. And so uh, the more and more I dig into this, I realize the you know the importance the spiritual importance of it and we can you know let let not the enemy you know um you know consume us in any particular area of life and, and i realize more, more that this food aspect you know this area of food and drink you know if you think about it there's a lot of you know a lot of sins in the bible were about the food and i kind of mentioned that in the first podcast on some of that everything back to eden to you know, Egypt, uh, and they weren't happy with the manna, and you know, things like that, and a lot of people fell away when it came down to uh, to food, even though there was miracles that were being done to uh, sustain them, 
you know, it wasn't enough. You know, um, you know they, you know they, they wanted to be people were begging for meat, and so and even God brought the quail, but with it He also brought, you know, He also brought a, a kind of a curse on on people because they, um, you know, they were, you know, they were kind of being crybabies and stuff and, and stuff. So um, it was just really a lack of uh, lack of faith, really, in God to, um, you know, for, to provide for them. And what Paul is saying here in Philippians is that he knows that, you know, uh, that, you know, Christ is, you know, stronger in him and that, you know, he, he can provide all things. So he, and he's learned to operate in abundance uh, or in lack. You know, he can operate in either one. And I think that's the mentality that's kind of clicked with me too, to realize that we need to be the same, that we need to be able to operate whether we have plenty, whether, you know, it's uh, resources, money, food, you know, any of that stuff, um, you know, we need to be able to kind of operate either way. You know, there may be, there's going to be times where, you know, you have plenty and you're able to give, uh, and then there's going to be times where you have very little and you're actually, you know, needing the help, you know, and, and so, and sadly, we don't have the, uh, you know, right now, the so-called the real Christian church is kind of, you know, it's still kind of in hiding, I would say, not only in, in um, you know, the communistic, um, you know, countries, but, you know, that's more of a physical hiding. Um, but, you know, I would say even in, even in Europe and in, in America, you know, the true believers are still in hiding, you know, in, in a way they're still in hiding. I mean, um, it's just, you know, because they're not, they're, you know, they're a lot of, if they're true Christians, they're, they're fleeing the churches because the church is so corrupt. And so it's still kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of still kind of a hiding, you know, they're still, you know, um, you know, escaping Babylon, if you will. And so, you know, there's still a coming out of, of a lot of that. And I'm, I'm not saying there's a hundred percent that there's, you know, any good churches anywhere, you know, there's a, maybe a small percentage, but, um, you know, and then even those tend to fall away. That's the problem, is they tend to compromise with the world at some point um, and stuff. So they tend to fall away as they start, you know, getting, you know, young and up and coming, you know, uh, preachers out of these seminaries that have been, you know, totally dumbed down and brainwashed into all the lies of the world of evolution and and all that stuff. So, um, but the uh, and a lot of times those people. You know they're young and they're uh, oftentimes they're greedy. You know they're you know they of course they you know they claim to love the Lord and all that, but when it comes down to it, they they want to grow their church at all costs typically. You know um, and there's all kinds of stuff on that where you know how to grow your church and you know it's which I don't mean to get into all that, but so you know all that purpose-driven life um, stuff is you know all that stuff's ecumenical movement stuff that's. Uh, it's all about growing your church and, you know, how to cater to people to make them happy and, you know, seeker-driven, you know, churches and it's, it gets all into that. But, so, but to stay on topic, um, you know, we can, so we kind of think about, though, the food uh, aspect and, like I said, here, here in America, we tend to have so much that it's, it can be easy to fall into such things because, like I said, you're, we're, we're raised with it everywhere. We've got restaurants that are, you know, multiple restaurants in almost every street corner here in America. 
you know, our, our uh, you know, grocery stores are, are loaded with stuff, you know, not always, not definitely a lot of healthy stuff, but, but still there's something, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of variety, a lot of things on the shelves. And so that's something, you know, we honestly take for granted in a lot of cases, but, um, you know, but nonetheless, it is something that, you know, can kind of, you know, can lead to uh, overeating and over, uh, you know, obesity and those kind of things too, which we have a major, uh, you know, plague in America with is those kind of things. So, and, you know, so I think we have to stop and think about this in, in real lives, you know, is, you know, is this a sin? Is, is gluttony a sin? And, and while, you know, maybe we can say, someone could say, well, you know, technically gluttony is not one of the commandments, you know, and, and we could try to justify that, okay? Um, but, you know, we can also go back and realize that, you know, the, that we shall have no other gods before me, right? The, first, the number one commandment, uh, we shall have no other, no other gods, okay? Um, well, if, if, if we're saying God is, you know, their God is their belly, um, then you can see real quickly that it's, you know, this could become the, the number one commandment and stuff. So, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, okay, is the epitome of, of this, um, of following the commandments. And that's also where, you know, at the end of the day, are we putting, you know, are we propping up food first or are we, pro- are we propping up God first? And, you know, and I've, you know, it's something I've struggled with for a long time and, you know, still work, you know, still working through that. And, you know, I can say that, you know, it's, you know, there's, you know, there's easily times where, you know, you get a certain thing, you got a habit, you know, that you got to have that, you know, that soda, that, that, you know, whatever it's drink or whether it's coffee for people or, or certain food and you get that craving and you just, you know, you almost have to have it you know you're all oh, that restaurant sounds good i've got to go there and so it becomes very very habitual um and you know and stuff and the next thing you know you're going there you know either weekly or monthly or uh, or you're going out to grab stuff we you know, every single you know, every single day you kind of go out and grab something you know and i've been there and i've battled through it you know and uh, you know i feel like the lord's still taking me through that now and i'll tell you the 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 Intermittent fasting um, is, one of, is one of the best things to help conquer this, is giving it over to the Lord and then, um, you know, doing intermittent fasting and, you know, start lengthening the time between your meals, okay? Uh, so lengthen the time, and I find that's working, it works very, very well. And then I'm thinking about, I'm going to try to do, you know, I think I was counting the hours of the day, and I think I ended up doing... Between you're, you're still counting your sleep hours um, because you're, the first meal you make of the day, you eat of the day is your is your your breakfast, so you're breaking your fast, so it doesn't have to be morning. So um, typically, I find I'm not really hungry in the morning anyway. So for me, it's better to I can eat a small um, lunch, like a late lunch or lunch, um, and then eat, eat an, uh, it's an average dinner. And stuff so that way my wife's not mad after she cooked all day <laughs> so or spent hours cooking during the day um, and if nothing else uh, there's been at, at that first I even there was even um, the first day I even ate no breakfast no lunch and just ate um, dinner the first night to kind of get my body adjusted so at one point I looked at I was adding up and I think it was like 
on the last round, it was like 21 hours, I think, out of fasting before I ate the next meal. So not quite a full day, not quite a full 24-hour period, but but kind of just give you an idea, you know, um, and they say the longer that period, the better. And I'll tell you, there's, uh, there's also not only the physical benefits of this to um, breaking down addictions and cravings, um, you know, all that, but there's also uh, an abundance of spiritual blessings that come with this. And we know that, you know, through scripture as well, that we're told to fast and pray. We're even told by Messiah that, you know, certain demons won't even flee unless you're fasting uh, stuff. So we see things in scripture of the importance of, you know, fasting and praying, okay? And going into temptation, uh, even Christ himself, you know, had the, you know, he had fasted for 40 days, right? So um, we see, you know, the, the importance to overcome, you know, it's, it's to overcome temptations of this world. So if you want to move forward in your walk, this is going to be a major area for many people, especially, like I said, in the West and the U.S. and stuff. It's going to be a probably a major area to tackle, and I'm not saying other countries won't have their issues here too around food. It's it's, it's I'm sure it's in, in most you know countries or certain areas that are not, especially the ones that are not you know um, don't have much food at all. You know, um, you know those areas. You know maybe not maybe not so much, um, but a lot of areas of the world in you know even smaller you know country lesser known countries have been. You know, take kind of, you know, industrialize, if you will, and so a lot of them. We even know what McDonald's is today. You know, they've got they've got a McDonald's or KFC or Taco Bell or, you know, they even have stuff like that. So it's instant gratification, instant, you know, real quick, you know, affordable. You know, go get some tacos or burgers or whatever, and you know, so it's real. And you know, that's one thing that's that's changed so much is that. You know, it's so easy. And then on top of that, here in America, the portions, you know, had really uh, gotten big too. You know, so, uh, you know, some restaurants serve massive portions. So um, that's something else to think about is to um, start really thinking about your portion control and, um, you know, using a bread plate instead of a large plate like we do here in America. But start using that. And then also I find too in... As I, you know, if I'm getting my supper or whatever, let's say my wife made, you know, something, and, uh, you know, so I get a, I get a, you know, average bowl of whatever it is, stew or something, and then the, um, then I have a, uh, you know, then you have a fruit on the side, right? Uh, so the, uh, that's one right, that's one good way where you're still getting some natural sugars, natural stuff, uh, natural, you know, you get some good, you know, fruit. You know, uh, you know, apple, banana, um, orange, um, cherries, grapes, things like that, uh, blueberries or whatever, uh, or a variety of stuff. And you're having kind of a nice, you know, a good balanced meal, right? And stuff. And and also, I do. I will say that controlling your breads is, uh, you know, especially your bleached breads, stuff like that. Uh, the you know, white breads, uh, white flour like that although it's not full keto but it you know i mean limiting that um, as much as possible i think is wise because you know as you eat more sugars and, and things that turn to glucose you're going to crave more just in general so um but you know i'm definitely not a dietitian but that's just some things that i've learned from 
and so um, but that's something to think about and also I will say uh, this is something that uh, you know I've still got to work on but the you know actually eating slower is a big aspect here you know um, and so take you know taking your time eating your food, taking your time chewing your food, uh, actually tasting your food. Because a lot of times people in America here, we, uh, you know, it, you know, we eat like a vacuum cleaner. And so, you know, it's just like, you know, put down for you. You can spend, you know, an hour and a half cooking a meal and then, you know, put it down in front of Americans. And it's just like, it's just, it's just it inhaled almost, you know. And um, so you don't even, you don't even really in time, have time to really enjoy it or know what they ate. And because of that, you know, they say it takes about 20 minutes or so um, for your brain to recognize that you're full. And so if you think about, you know, the fat, you know, if you're eating in five minutes and you're just inhaling a massive plate and then you're going back for seconds, you just imagine, you know, the, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm stuffed, you know, um, well, that's, you know, um, that's definitely not good self-control. Um, that's not, you know, that's letting appetite, you know, run your life, right? And so we need to really think about this stuff and and look at it from God's view, okay? So, so you, know, you know, who are we serving in that situation, you know? And there's, you know, and I think we have to realize, too, that, I mean, there's, you know, people out here that are, that are starving. There's people out here that are poor. There's people, you know, and that's every city, every nation. We, have, we all have them. And so when you read some of the early Christian writings even, the, the idea of, of even like, you know, believers, you know, true Christians that, um, you know, were not willing to, you know, help other believers, whether it was financially or, uh, you know, the idea that, you know, they're going out and they're spending extra money on things they don't need or something. I mean, a lot of times it was, it would be deemed as like monstrous, you know, it's, you know, it would be appalling, you know, for 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 a true believer um, to find out that that they were living beyond their means, for example, and they weren't willing to help, you know, type of thing. So it was a, you know, it's something that again we're going to have to learn learn from. And I think as the the uh, the end the end of this earth comes, I think we're going to this is an area that we're going to be challenged more and more on. We're going to have to. Uh, be able to adapt and, and stuff so you know yeah there's going to be there may be some times where we're blessed with you know um, you know some very good food a very good you know cook or something in our life and then there may be some times where we're, uh, we may be more destitute um, so I think we need to prepare for that spiritually and mentally and physically you know, all three so to be ready for that as the time comes so it doesn't shake our faith and stuff so that we're we're prepared you know for those things uh, to come and then if we if you think about like if we've already fasted if we're used to fasting and I want to try to ramp up mind where I can fast for even for several days in a row at least and uh, you're gonna be more prepared you know for for what's coming and you know my my, uh, my wife had done a while back you know um, it's probably been about a year now but she had done a, a three-day a three-day fast so just water three days and um, and she you know I will say that I am not going to go into detail but she did have some spiritual things I mean she had some 
and specific dreams and stuff like that 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 came to her are almost like visions and, and dreams that she had um, that um, you know uh, at first she didn't you know didn't always understand the meaning in the beginning um, you know and then she would have times where you know a particular issue was going on and she would you know, every time she opened her Bible it would it would it would that that, that topic was right there <laughs> talking about it. No matter, you know, she'd open her Bible randomly sometimes, and and right there, boom, here's talking about that. Everywhere she looked, it was boom. It was just like, you know, uh, you know, God was really trying to point her to something. So, so again, there's a spiritual blessing that comes with uh, the fasting, okay, as well. So, the, you know, fasting and praying. So, I highly encourage you, uh, if if you haven't already done that, then um, start. You know, like I said, start gradually. You can start gradually. Um, and then, but main thing I mentioned on the first podcast on this, on this, on this topic was, you know, to, you know, um, give glory to God, right? So let's, you know, put it in his hand, uh, renounce any, anything that, uh, you might've in the past, you may have given, uh, the enemy, uh, you may have given, uh, Satan like a, a stronghold in your life. It could have been when you were very young. I think for me. You know, I've been battling this for so long. I think it was when I was a young child or something. You know, I'm, I, you know, I think that I, I must have gave some, I may have gave some of that over to, to the enemy. Okay. And so, and so now, um, but renounce all that and give this area to, to, uh, to God and to Christ, and uh, let them have run, have dominion in this area of your life. You know, don't don't section it off. And that's what people want to do is they want to section off, you know, we want to section off parts of our life and say, oh, I got this part. Oh, I got the money aspect. Don't worry about that, God. I got that. You know, uh, oh, I've got the I've got the food aspect. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of the food. You know, I'm going to buy the food. My wife's going to cook it. I'm going to go to the restaurant or, you know, you know whatever. Um, so we think that we can just continue in that path. And, you know, but as we walk, as we keep walking, and walking further into righteousness, those, all that stuff has to come down. Okay, uh, you know, so Christ must increase, we must decrease, and so He must continue on the path uh, unto righteousness. So, uh, but I hope this blessed you. And I don't know if this will be the last one in this series or not yet, but um, I just did feel I felt called to do this one. And um, like I said, if something else comes up on it, I may I may continue it. I may not, but. It depends on what I feel like the Lord's telling me at the time. Okay, so be blessed in Messiah, and talk to you soon.